You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Soon, all of NXT will be calling me NXT's finest. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. All right, we'll work on it. <laughs> Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman on Up Next here on iTunes, postwrestling.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We review NXT every week. And Davey, how are you? You look a little tired. I feel this is how we start every week. Yeah. Um, you, you live the bar life and you, uh, you work late, you party later, and uh, I made you wake up early to do this show. I, I wasn't partying last night. Oh. It's, um, yeah, for those of you that don't live here, it was winter about five days ago. And now it's summer. And now it's summer. In Toronto. Um, literally, I walked home in the snow and then the next day I was in shorts and t-shirt. I wore shorts for the first time yesterday this year. Yeah, me like, too. And... Uh, well, I'm wearing shorts right now, mm-hmm. so it's great. Summertime is here, and you know what that means. Uh, summer blockbusters. Yes. Because now I've seen two of them. Rampage, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and uh, this little, what did you call it, an indie film? Yeah, a little indie film about a giant grape who collects shiny things. <laughs> you probably never heard of it. Yeah. Infinity War. Are we allowed to talk about it? Because I know, like... John way to put like st- stamps on their their show. People getting mad. Uh, yeah, I think um, maybe talk about it at the end so we can give people warning because I can't talk about it without spoiling. You can't talk about no. it without spoiling. No. So then, what are we supposed, what are like, we supposed to talk about? There are people that don't even want to know that it's good. Do you know what I mean? Like people are sensitive about this stuff. <laughs> they get mad. They I get know. Mad. I get mad. You get mad. I get mad. Once um, when I was at school. Um, this when the fifth Harry Potter book came out, um, this guy in my biology class was like Severus Snape, not Severus Snape, uh, Sirius Black dies. Ooh. Sorry, spoiler, it's been out a long time, <laughs> and I went crazy. Oh, I went crazy, and mind. I I hated this guy forever because I was. I'm not the quickest reader, but I've read those books fast. But there were some people that got them and read them just in one go. So, 
It's just really funny that you, like, you're British and you're being mad about Harry Potter being spoiled. <laughs> Did you see the video of, um, I mean, this is years old. This guy basically does a, ride, a drive-by shooting by a bookstore. Yes, but and he's Dumbledore. Shooting, yeah, yeah. It's like, Snickles Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, Dumbledore, guys. <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, yeah. Some people got, that happened here. I, that happened here when that so happened. So I, crazy. like... I'm sensitive to spoilers, <laughs> and therefore, like... Was that the biggest thing you've ever been spoiled, then? Uh, what this, mm. Like, movie-wise, wrestling-wise, I remember uh, it was, like, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose was, like, a main event of a pay-per-view, and I had to work. This is, like, recently, and and I was like, oh, man, AJ Styles might win his first ever WWE title, like... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch this event after work. So I stayed off Twitter, stayed off everything. I get home. I start the show. I'm watching the pay per view. I'm like skipping a few matches. And as the main event is about to go, I just casually open my phone, and it's like a photo of AJ Styles with the WWE title. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. It's especially um, all the like British fans will appreciate this. Yeah. It's hard. Like you can't you can't watch the pay per views live all the time. Sure. It's one a.m. on a Sunday. You've got work the next day or school or whatever, and. And also, it's some jobs, it's hard to stay off social media. For sure. And so I'd be quite like, I've got a, a MS, uh, not an MSN, jeez, um, like a Facebook chat group sure. with my friends. And with we're wrestling. always, yeah. And we're always. You gotta turn it off then. We're always, well, we always go like, um, it's spoiler free because we've got Australians, Americans, Canadians, sure. British. So we have like a day. You've got a day <laughs> to like catch up watch before we talk about it in the group if you want to talk about it outside and um someone changed the name of the group to you know the randy orton cena hell in a cell match sure from a few years i and i don't know why i got so upset about it but (laughs) i think it was because i've been working so much and i finally had an evening off so i was like oh this is looking forward to going home and watching the pay-per-view and someone just changed the the like title of the group to like lol Cena wins. <laughs> so you got mad. So I got mad. So I started changing the because I was I read the uh, the Game of Thrones books. Oh, okay, I was, I was oh, ahead of the show oh, at the no. time, and they were. But well, the thing was, I was like, people make mistakes, people spoil backs, and okay, I can forgive that. But then when they started to go, yeah, well, it's it's live sports and it's already happened. Oh. Yeah, it happened at like three in the morning my time, and then I have work. Um, so I started to change the title to like deaths that happen in Game of Thrones <laughs> just to, that just... haven't happened on TV yet. And they're like, what? And I'm like, this book's been out for 10 years. Like, why don't you know this already? It's your fault you don't read. So I understand. Uh, yeah, I get. Uh, yeah. I'm not a Game of Thrones person, but I remember when Walking Dead was in its like heyday when it was mm. super popular and like characters were being killed off there and people would try to spoil things and it's like, well, read the comics, this happened this way or things yeah. are things are different in yeah, books yeah, yeah. And, and shows and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't get spoiled for Force Awakens, but I in the back of my head I always thought that uh, uh, Han Solo was gonna was gonna die. Yeah, me Spoilers. Too. So then when it happened, I was like, oh, I kind of figured. It was like I spoiled myself. It wasn't surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But I don't think I've ever been, like, super, super spoiled for anything crazy. Like, this, the Infinity War, nothing got spoiled for it. Um, I I think everyone kind of, I think everyone who's a fan is kind of sensitive to other people. (laughs) 
Do you know what I mean? It's going to be the non-fans that are just going to see a blockbuster, that spoiler. Sure. I think anyone who's been following Marvel for like the last 10 years, like... Everyone's saying go and see it soon, right? Because well, that's why I had to see it's this a movie. very spoilerable. Yeah, film. that's kind of I, I, and I heard that right when it came out, and that's why I had to jump to go see it. Because usually I'm not usually quick to see movies. I mm. wait a little while, but this one I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll go see this because I heard good things about it, yeah. and it was good. But uh, no spoilers. Yeah, I saw I saw it on the Saturday yeah, during the day, and I <laughs> I worked the night before, and I always worry because I. I, I work hard, I work late, and sun, when I'm in a cinema, even if it's a film I love, it suddenly I'm in a cosy seat in mm. the dark, and I always fall asleep. I fell asleep through the latest Star Wars film. Well, I don't blame you on that one. I liked it. <laughs> um, but luckily the fire alarm went off. Like, During The Last Jedi? Yeah. Oh, so, right, you told me about so, it. So, yeah, just as... Um, it's not a bad movie to... Kylo Ren, like shoots the fuck out of um, someone I'm sure uh, Luke sure and then he dusts his shoulders off and sure. everyone's like oh. oh the fire alarm goes off wait 40 minutes before they actually say the show's cancelled so I got another ticket but thankfully like next time I just loaded up with Red Bull and coffee and, and then you had to watch it again yeah you had to watch The Last Shadow twice yeah I'm so sorry I liked about it that. I saw it, I saw it in Tokyo at the the, the Godzilla cinema there right. in uh, in Tokyo. I went by myself. It was the first time I ever saw a movie by myself. I've really? never done it before, but I did it, and it was enjoyable with the Japanese subtitles and everything. Mm. But uh, uh, it was that was not a that was not a really good movie. Uh, oh, I, I disagree. <laughs> what's what's a what's a what's a worse movie? The Last Jedi or Attack of the Clones? Oh, Attack of the Clones, <laughs> I have to, th I have to say this. I think so, too. I think so, too. Because I, I like The Last Jedi. I thought it was decent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't and know I don't get that. when people are like, oh, you can tell Disney have their hands all over it. Fucking Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. It's is... half the film is just cuddly toys running around. Yeah, yeah, that's not the... Empire Strikes Back is the, is the best one. And I feel like maybe uh, Infinity War is the best one of all the, the Marvel ones the Marvel I've seen. Films. I really like Black Panther, but I really thought that this movie kind of... After so many years of so many different things mm. building up, this was like the, the best one. So far, maybe, yeah. be making better ones. But. What I love is how... I, I haven't seen a single Marvel film I haven't enjoyed. Sure. There are ones I won't necessarily watch again, and there are ones I really love, and some I'm meh about, but right. I've never not enjoyed one. Um, and again, in that little chat group I was talking to you about... Um, Everyone has their own favorite films. Like some people, are like eh, Black Panther didn't do it for me as much as other They're people. They're wrong. They're wrong. Um, for me, I love all three Thor films. I don't think the villain's great in the second one, but I just find it. I like the humor. Of the I think Thor I films. skipped the second Thor film. It's funny. Like I, I, I like, I like the, the, one, the Ragnarok. The um, I can't remember her name. The girl who's with Natalie Portman in the first two films. Oh right, she's really funny. Yeah, and. I liked in the first one that kind of fish out of water thing. Yes. That's my kind of humour. Sure. And especially it was it was very Shakespearean, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, because he's uh, funny. He actually well, the guy kind of plays Brano directing yeah, yeah. as well. So I, I like I, I like all those films, but uh this one was the best yeah. one. But we can't talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. Oh, we'll give him no spoilers. Well then what the, what what the, what are we supposed to talk about then? Uh tell me something interesting. If you don't want to talk about that. Uh, we can talk about wrestling, I guess. <laughs> I guess we can talk about wrestling. We can talk about this week's episode of NXT. Shock the system.
Well, I mean, Infinity War is the biggest thing that uh, happened this week until this episode of NXT because we saw the re-debut of Kona Reeves. So we'll get to that too. No spoilers on that. That would. I oof. when I clicked Jeez. onto the network today, yeah, and I saw the graphic of Kona, of Kona Reeves. I was like. Fuck yes! <laughs> yeah, sure. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. Um, the beginning of the show starts off with Undisputed Era backstage. They're all facing the camera here. They say, we are not just fighters. We are not just champions. We are givers. He said, Adam Cole says, last week he, he, how do I say this? He, he gave, he gave Oni Lorcan the chance to be an answer to the trivia question of who did Adam Cole beat in his first title defense? Roderick Strong says that he and Pete Dunne were friends for about a week and what he did to him at New Orleans was nothing compared to what he's going to do to him tonight. Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne is the main event. They say that we are undisputed. And it goes into the intro here. So uh, Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong is the main event. Uh, I, I like this. They're they're clearly going towards the Oni Lorcan area, which is fine for TV because like they mention Oni Lorcan quite a bit, and then he comes into play later. Yeah, they mentioned Danny Birch as well, who mm-hmm. I read yesterday has signed full time to NXT. Now. Oh, nice. I, yeah. I mean, I thought he was signed full time. I think he was on that kind of deal that. Um, like, you know, Champa and Gargano for ages were like... Sure. And the same with the British guys. there. the Samoa Joe deal? Remember when that yeah, was Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he kind of started it off where well, Rhino was doing the same. Okay, so then what's the deal with British Strong Style? Because uh, here in Toronto, Mississauga, uh, they were just here. Uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Trent Seven. And, uh, like, they're still doing these... Well, they're, they're all, the, all the guys who are in that UK championship yeah. who are regularly on WWE TV sure. have different contracts okay. I believe where they can do all of that because I think it was Marty Skrull versus Pete Dunne here at Destiny uh, oh nice and and both of us had to work because that instantly would have, I would have been there yeah. in a heartbeat that sounds amazing and I'm sure it was really good um, but that just to me that just looks like Marty Skrull just needs to make his way into this group into NXT yeah. here <laughs> in my opinion uh, today by the way is March uh, sorry, May the 3rd, so not May the 4th, even though we were talking about The Last Jedi. Uh, five years ago, on May 3rd, the Bullet Club was was formed. Oh, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. um, uh, Tamatonga's Instagram story. Yeah, yeah. So, Is that his name? Ta- uh, the, uh, the, de- the Gorillas of Destiny yeah, are yeah. not really my uh, cup of tea in the world of pro wrestling, but uh, they're, still, they're still there with the Bullet Club uh, stuff. But... Um, it's interesting because like over five years, I wonder how many exactly how many T-shirts they've sold and oh, continue oh. to sell, uh, especially if they all in. You're wearing a fight steen fight shirt, which I had to comment on when you got to my it's house. It's nice. It's gold. It's a gold fight. Steen it's from fight the shirt. yeah the Supercard of Honor in New Orleans uh, WrestleMania 30. You got to be careful if you wear that to uh, a show. Someone might try to take it or <laughs> offer you money for it. Have you ever been to a show with a t-shirt and someone offered you money mm. to buy the shirt off your back? No. I have had that a few times. Back in, back in the day, I had a few uh, special Edge shirts and I forget what it was, some sort of indie shirt and people were like, I will give you money for that shirt. Like, I will buy you another shirt to replace it right now and take it. But um, are you going to wear that shirt 
when we go to Ring of Honor in uh, in a week next week. Oh yeah, that's next week. Like, yeah, um, we are, we are going to the Ring of Honor New Japan show here in Toronto at the Ted Reeves Arena Friday, May eleventh. Uh, shout out, uh, my buddy Jordan. You are the man. Um, we will. We're going to be. We're, we're going. Yeah, we're going to watch some wrestling. Yeah, and if I. If there's no Kona Reeves T-shirt by then, I guess I might wear this one. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna have to order Kona Reeves at Rush Delivery and wear it to. A I have friends who, whenever they go to indie shows, they wear full Cena. Gear. Yeah, I've done. And it. whenever yeah. they go yeah. to WWE shows, they wear their indie stuff. When Cena just came out with the Rise Above Hate shirt, I bought it. It looks like the Fight Steam mm. Fight shirt, right? Yeah. And I wore that too. And then one time, I wore my uh, Word Life shirt to to Ring of Honor once at Maple Leaf Gardens. People were chirping me all night. It's so fun. Uh, I'll have to think of my. Outfit fit for this one uh now i think i'm too cool when i go to wrestling sh- shows i don't wear rest i always wear like a bullet club shirt underneath something i think i'm yeah. too like I, well, I we might be going out after yeah and well, especially so. if you go out after so you can't i mean wearing wrestling shirts to the club you know brutality destruction and violence <laughs> yeah that's the back of your yeah. shirt says so that'll be interesting so if you are in the toronto area and you're going to ring of honor uh please uh hit us up on twitter at the braid d at Davey Portman. Um, if you see us, come say hello. We'll, I'm sure me and you will be having a few. Yeah, and if you hear us chant Flippy Belland, join Flippy in. Flippy Belland. Is Osprey on the card? Actually, I don't, I don't think, think he so. is. No, he's, he's full on New Japan. Damn, that's unfortunate because who else are we going to yell Flippy Belland at? Um, so we'll see. Flip Gordon. <laughs> Flip Gordon is the goat of flips. Uh, he Has he been booked for that All In show yet? Have you been following that? That's I'm not funny. sure. Yeah, they've just released. Are we going tickets. to All In? I don't know. We'll I don't know if I can leave the country. Well, yet, but, we'll like, I we'll hopefully see. by then. We'll see. We'll sneak you I'm in. Landlocked right now. Well, you're landlocked, but you wish you were casted ashore because Kyrie Zane is here to start off NXT in a match against Sh- Shaza McKenzie. Uh, yeah, Shaza McKenzie from Australia, the land of Down Under. Kyrie Zane, your favorite uh, wrestler, sports entertainer. The match starts off, they shake hands, and... Can I just interrupt? Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask. I've happened. just written down, and this is only something that would make sense in wrestling. Sure. Mackenzie throws sparkle dust at Kyrie, and Kyrie throws it in the air and looks through her telescope at the magic. Yeah. Wrestling! <laughs> um, remember when AJ Styles and Nakamura had their first match at Wrestle Kingdom... And AJ was in the Bullet Club, so he does his gun thing, and he points it, yeah. and he shoots, and then Nakamura catches it, <laughs> swallows it, and then spits it out. That's exactly what they just yeah. did right here. In the most epic encounter in NXT history, Kyrie Zane and Shaza McKenzie just reenacted that with the telescope. I actually laughed, and I thought about you, because I bet you, and I hope she does continue doing that, the, the, the Kyrie Zane telescope thing, yeah. where she just looks into the disc. <laughs> it's so oh, wrestling sometimes. I like this contrast because I have said on this show that I just don't understand Kyrie Zane. Mm. Kyrie Zane, what is going on here? Because this was just a squash match. Well, she's a pirate, but not only is she a pirate, she's a princess. What's there not to get? <laughs> All right, so she's the pirate princess. She uh, she does a head scissors roll early in the match. She hits a, a spear, then a, a flying elbow to the face. Then she does what? Moro calls the Tokyo Slam, which is really just the Alabama Slam. She goes up top, does the insane elbow, and pins Shaz McKenzie in like a, what was like a minute-long matchup here. Nothing, just really trying to get Kyrie Zane over here. Um, what do you have to say about this? 
other than she's the pirate princess. Uh, yeah, not much. To, I mean, very. We just saw Kyrie's moves. Her elbow drop looking. Yeah, the elbow drop was here. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's more the post match. Yes, definitely. Uh, uh, that was the interesting part. Lacey Evans comes out. She says, uh, "Kyrie, you do belong here." And one lady to another, I'm sorry for everything I've ever done or anything I've ever said. And as they go to shake here, she forearms Kyrie in the face, knocking her out. What a what a mean mean lady. It looked great actually. Actually, yeah, she really, sold it really good. Yeah, um, but boo. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on Lacey Evans going against your, your girl? Um, I mean, I want to see Kyrie in the mix right at the top, but also I think Shayna, as I've said before, needs a run running through people. So it's cool as long as like Kyrie's got something to do, I'm happy. Uh, I'm not that into Lacey Evans. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not super into Kyrie Zane, so, so sure. I, 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 but... Uh, if she has good matches, I, I'll like them. But uh, hey, I, I'll watch these two. Uh, th- these two fought at Access, did they not? You they saw did, them, yeah. right? This is the match you saw, yeah, right in New Orleans. Um, this is cool. This is fine. I, we need some sort of storylines going on here because I, I the, the the squash matches don't really do it for me. So if you build up, I, something... I don't think with someone like Kyrie because of her size, squash matches just don't work. Yeah, for I think also her doing big... the spear. I don't like her doing the spear because. Because oh, people I like used, her spear. No, because everyone used to make fun of Edge. Like, oh, how can such a, a small guy... And Edge is not really that small. But, like, how can such a small guy do a spear and make it look good? She is not really... I, dis- I disagree. It's... Um, when I read Daniel Bryan's book, he yeah. was saying about his style and how when people keep telling him to change it up because of the injuries and things. And he was saying, look, I'm a small guy. Realistically, if I was to fight a Brock Lesnar, a sure. big show, or whatever. How would you fight them? And it's to throw everything you have at them. Sure. Be quick and just fling your body at them. Um, you're not going to work by trading holds or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's, okay. But she's, she's just really tiny. So when you're running at someone with a spear, it's like... You're just throwing your shoulder at them, but I don't know. But it's not like Lacey Evans is huge. No, but it's not she like did she's it on doing this, it Jax, She did it, it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. She did it on this, like, Shaza in this match, but uh, it was just... I don't know. That's one of the moves I'm like, eh, maybe you could do something. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think I too get, many people have the spear. That's the fair, problem. Like, fair, Charlotte but, does it. Um, but, like, everyone... Ugh, there's just only so many moves in wrestling that you can do. Like, like people get mad when other wrestlers do super kicks. It's like, well, it's a thing now, so just yeah. do it. Um... I don't know. I, I get I get hate because I don't understand Kyrie Sane. So I and I understand, but I'm just waiting like waiting to see what she can do for me. You know what sure. I mean? Like of course. I, I'm not saying she's the worst, I'm not saying anything. I just kinda don't get it. So I, I know a lot of our listeners are like, You're wrong, you're wrong. She's the greatest thing to happen to wrestling. <laughs> Alright, well we'll see. Uh hopefully she beats Lacey Evans in uh, the near future. We go to a vignette, it's the recap of the meanest man alive. Tomasa Champa, uh, as you call him, what do you call him? Tomato Champion. Tomato Champion. Um, for those of you uh, who follow him on Twitter, I will continue to sing his praises of his evil heel work on the internet because this asshole 
Spoiled, spoiled Infinity War. He spoiled <laughs> Infinity War on Twitter. Oh my god. I mean, we I had already seen the movie, so I didn't really get spoiled. But if I hadn't, I would have been very upset. Um, that is a good heel uh, tactic in the world of professional wrestling. This guy... Is just so mean. Why is he? <laughs> he's meaner than Thanos. He is the. He is wrestling Thanos. The thing. The thing I find funny is, is I can see people going, like, look what you do on TV. That that's that's fake and entertainment. This you've taken too far. <laughs> that is too far. Like that is sticking to the gimmick. Uh, I like. I like the fact that he uses his Twitter in kayfabe, because like, in the world of wrestling. You're, you're, you're touring with your friends and then you, you're supposed to, on TV, you're supposed to hate them. Mm. So like, then you see photos, like when Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman were feuding this year, photos of them were released of them hanging out yeah. while on Monday nights they were killing each other. It's like, guys, it's wrestling, like whatever. They're gonna, they're real people in real life. But this guy on Twitter is just like, he acts like it's real. Now, question for you. Who do you think got more death threats this week? Arya Davari definitely Davari for different reasons I actually I don't know nerds are like (laughs) um um ah man the greatest Royal Rumble was such a weird thing I know we're getting so many so far off topic but that was such a weird that that Davari spot with the 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 Oh man, the, that whole thing was so strange. That was one of the weirdest wrestling events I've ever watched, ever. Yeah, very strange. Uh, I can't say I was a fan of that show. Just interesting is how I'd put it. Actually, yeah, Ch- Champa probably got more heat just, <laughs> just for spoiling Infinity Wars. Because imagine you're just like, I'm just a wrestling fan, I'm on Twitter, let's just see. Got my tickets for Infinity War tonight, let me uh, see what the NXT wrestlers are promoting, and then... Get hit with that, I'd be, I'd probably be that. Yeah, what a heel. That's how you, that's how you get heel heat in 2018. You use Twitter and you spoil movies. (laughs) I'm telling you, if I got spoiled from that tweet, I would actually be mad. So if you, if you were spoiled by Tomasa Ciampa, let it be known. Let me, let me know. Because I want to know how, how real this heat is. But the heat does not start at spoiling Disney movies because Candice LeRae is being interviewed backstage. She is sad. She is pretty much crying here. She said it's been a year. In a year, she's watched her her husband get destroyed, getting beaten, battered, bruised. In a year, she's seen herself get signed to WWE NXT. She's been here with her husband. In a year, her husband has fought for the NXT Championship. In this year, someone we thought was our friend. No, 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 our family. Stop it, nothing to to destroy us, to hurt my husband. And I thought we were done with this. I thought we cleared this. And, And now I had to watch my husband be stretchered out. Then she starts to cry. And she says, I have to, I have a match tonight. I have to go get ready for it. And she leaves the interview. Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano are the greatest actors in wrestling because I, I, I actually felt so sad. Yeah, here. I'm like, great. wow. She was very believable. I know. Like, what is going on? Is that like, is that why these two are together? They're like, hey, we're the best at what we do. Let's just get married, girl. Like, let's <laughs> do it. And she's like, damn right, boy, let's do it. Because they're so good. Um... Low-key, I really feel like this whole Ciampa-Gargano feud storyline is one of the best things to happen in wrestling ever. 
Like in years and years to come, you'll be like, hey, did you watch this match? Well, it wasn't as good as this this right here because this is all good. I also feel when it um, when Champa got injured, everyone was like, oh, I think it's the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, to it, it. it it helped it um, so much. It, it gave it. Gargano depth. didn't flounder. It just you knew it was just like a ticking time bomb waiting yeah. for everyone knew he'd come back and would I don't know so, something about it it's just so good this yeah. Candice LeRae here is is fantastic and, and I, I haven't I've seen her wrestle a few times on the indies and I haven't been too much into her and, I, and I, this is this shows that she kind of deserves to be here I thought this was really I don't know like touching at my heartstrings I'm like man and it's true your your husband got it like attacked and then now you're supposed to wrestle you'd probably be sad and and all that and we'll get to that uh because she does have a match later tonight we have a promo for nxt at download fest are we going uh no i don't know if my mates are like download's pretty popular festival yeah back home um, and they do all the wrestling there. I, I would I would totally go to... We don't get many music festivals here in Toronto. We have Oceaga in Montreal, which I've been to before. But there's no NXT wrestling there. So no. like, why, would I, why would I go to a festival if I'm not <laughs> going to watch wrestling? Uh, we get another vignette. It's Lars. Lars Sullivan basically showing highlights of all him just to make sure we don't forget him. Uh, he's probably in action next week. but I think they're doing right with him. I... He's obviously got the the size that WWE likes. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I and he's really him. good. But there's there's not really maybe a slot for him right yet, and they know he needs to build. So I think they're just taking their time. Sure, um, that's fine. Which is great, and doing vignettes like this he, are a good way to keep him in your mind. He doesn't need to be NXT champion or anything no. like that. He can just eventually just go up and, and do some things on the main roster. I do feel like he fits in. And I mean, like I always say, uh, five-star Lars. That's <laughs> five-star Lars. That's his name because no matter what you say about Lars Sullivan, he's been in a five-star match. So boom, take that. Uh, don't sleep on Lars. Don't sleep on the Street Profits versus TM61. Um... This is a match that happened, and I didn't read ahead, and I instantly knew what was going to happen in this match. Maybe oh, I watch wrestling too much. I, I didn't. Um, I don't I, read ahead, and I, I it, the, the second this match started, I said this is what's going to happen in this match, right. and it, it happened. <laughs> I think, um, I feel TM61 are unlucky, um, because I was thinking back to the time we had Revival, American Alpha, and right. DIY, they'd have slotted in great into that mix. Sure. I think they're capable of putting on really good matches. I don't think as people they're particularly interesting. No. But I think they're people like the tag teams I just mentioned mm -hmm. who got over by having really good matches. Revival were there forever. Like, they went through about three different names. Hey, and... Revival's now killing it on uh, main, <laughs> main event now. But so. you look at them, like, at the end of their NXT run, they won over everyone yeah. just by putting on really good matches. And I feel that's what TM uh, yeah, one need they, to do. They haven't really but done now it. they're in NXT tag team land with these giants, these heavy machinery and war raiders. And yeah. I, can't, I can't see their style necessarily... No, I'm not interested. As well. No, I'm not interested. And therefore, at all. I'm not interested. And especially with the 
heel turn at the end. Yes. I don't think it's going to do them much favors. So what happens here is this is a really quick match. Nothing really to to say. Really just to finish. Montez Ford. Montez Ford does a bunch of flippy shit. He uh, is whipping it, whipping it, whipping it. Um, there's a standing moonsault fist drop combo from TM61. Uh, the finish here is that really, honestly, nothing happens here. Montez gets rolled up, and Nick Thorne is uh, is is pinning Montez, and sh- or sorry, Shane Thorne, sorry, Shane Thorne, Nick Miller is the one pinning him. Shane Thorne helps him by holding his his own partner's foot uh, on the rope, basically cheating, and they they pin uh, Montez here. So it's just a, a heel turn, is what this all this was. So TM61 going to be heels now mm-hmm. instead of the squeaky clean baby face look they had going I mean on. something. It gives them something and it, gives like, them it something might that... it might it might it really might, help them. It might, it should. Uh, uh, but then Street Profits now just kinda just wash away, I guess. But also do you know what move TM61 is in Pokemon? No, but the thank did you look I this looked up? It up? Yeah, what is it? It's the Will of the Wisp. Wow! Yeah! Wow! That's very funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's already a wrestling movie, isn't yep. it? Yeah, so... Or is that The Whisper in the Wind? Well, it isn't that, um... Jeff well, Hardy's, whisper, yeah, his like, stupid, alter ego. Yeah, yeah, his Omega, uh, his Impact, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> TM61. Yeah, all I can think about is the Pokemon I know. Move. It's so weird. Uh, okay, well, Will-O-The-Wisp, 61... Sorry, that's the name of the move, TM61. Yeah. Will of the Wisp turns heel. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. The tag team division. You're right. I don't care about either of these teams now because, like, one of my favorite... Ta- one, my favorite tag team is now in NXT. And so, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I feel like these guys are unlucky. You're right. Because every time they kind of get something, they are outshined. I just feel they'd have really slotted in two, three years ago in NXT. Yeah. That like, injury probably there was them. that whole, like... Lucha Dragons and Buddy Murphy and sure I can't remember his name um, but like that mix when the tag team division wasn't as right. stacked but when you've got Undisputed Era War Machine uh, War Raiders Heavy Machinery I just can't see the them only, slotting in the only thing they can do to win me over is have good matches exactly and, and they exactly. haven't had that chance yet so no. this this wasn't by any means a good match so uh, next week though the tag team division will I don't know. This sounds insane. War Raiders versus Heavy Machinery next week on NXT. Winner gets to use the, the <laughs> name Machine in their tag team name. Um, Tucker Knight was in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. That happened. With that that other guy from NXT that we see every week, wasn't it? Dan the Ma- Babadook or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, they acted like we knew who they were. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, sure. We know who that <laughs> is. Like, Did ah. you say the Babadook? <laughs> the Babadook was in the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few NXT people in it that. It was Royal weird. Rumble. Like of all the Tucker people Knight. from NXT, just like you mean you didn't you didn't mark out like everyone in the crowd <laughs> when Tucker Knight came out. It was just strange. <laughs> um, I'm that said. I'm really looking forward to this match. I. I'm surprised they're doing it so soon, so I'm kind of expecting a non-finish. Um, what? No, I'm expecting I'm expecting classic NXT WWE uh, out with the old and with the new. So soon? Yeah, I feel like oh, heavy machinery. You guys were you guys were getting over, but uh, you haven't really. What, where do they? Like, where do they go from here? They go War Machine. Sorry, <laughs> War Raiders beats. Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery can then feud with TM61. 
and War Raiders can go up to face uh, Undisputed. I don't know. Face Undisputed so No, soon. no, definitely not. I don't know. Not yet, but it, I would like to see it. It's that. definitely a division that I think could do with one more team in there. Uh, yeah, right now. It's in a weird state, mm. but... Well, we'll see that match is next week. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um... Cassius Ono is backstage. I can't decide if he's wearing a Rich uh, Chiga shirt or a Suzuki gun shirt, but he's there. He says Tomasa Champion is a coward. I keep saying, thinking <laughs> Tomato Champion now. You ruined his name for me. Uh, he says that Tomato Champion <laughs> is a coward. And uh, next week, he's, he's challenging Ciampa to a match. He will make Ciampa feel the same way he's been making others feel next week. So next week, Cassius Ono is jobbing the help <laughs> yeah. out to, to the biggest heel in wrestling. Because, sorry, sorry, Mr. Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Strange. I find it odd he'd want to come and do all it. Unless he's... Yeah. Because he was unhappy with his spot first time round. <laughs> yeah. yeah you and was in. asked to lose weight. And then went away... Did had it. an awesome time on the indies. And then now he's Put back. on weight, and now he's back. But now he's still know. doing indie stuff. Still. True. Maybe he has a weird con. I don't know what yeah. his deal is. I don't know what his deal is. It's interesting. I just don't see him on main I roster. I feel he's a mentor or something. Like, He'll be like a trainer or something. Yeah. With Dan Matha. Mm. <laughs> Um, oh, he was in the wrong. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oni Lor- we talked about him last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> so Oni Lorkin, Oni Lorkin went on uh, on Twitter when the Greatest Royal Rumble was happening, and in all capitals, Oni Lorkin likes to tweet, and he's like, Dan Matha is in the Royal Rumble. Dan Matha, a.k.a. NXT trainer, a.k.a. the low, deep voice in all those reporter interviews on NXT. Oh, really? So you know, you, which we have one later, so I actually was <laughs> listening. I'm like, oh, is that Dan Matha? You know, it's like... Uh, Kyrie Zane, Kyrie Zane, what can we expect from your match? And then, like, someone will answer in rebuttal. But apparently, like, they're just using him as one of those voices, <laughs> so that's really funny. Thank you, Oni Lorkin, for the insight. Um, okay, finally, the moment we've been waiting for. The moment we've. Oh, this is a big thing. Like, you had Two to. Two weeks w- in the making. <laughs> <laughs> like, Infinity War took, like, what, 10 years? 10 plus years, maybe? Yeah. Finally to happen? Kona Reeves only needed two. Kona Reeves needed <laughs> two, two weeks. weeks. And uh, NXT's finest. It's got the finest smile, the finest jewelry. He actually has none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I really think this is a rib because, dude, has. Dude, oh, like. Uh, Alright, let's get into this. Kona Reeves, NXT's finest, finest, is facing off against a jobber here called Patrick Scott. Um, this has to, this is, all I can say is this has to be a rib, because I don't <laughs> understand. Uh, maybe he dies by Lars Sullivan next week, maybe someone <laughs> crushes him and destroys him, I don't I know. know. I think they're going to protect him for a while. Uh, he reminds me of Bo Dallas yes, now. Yes, Absolutely. Um, like, I it, thought exactly the same. But Bo Dallas became a comedy thing. Like, Bo Dallas was a comedy thing. Like, Bo Dallas, when he was uh, kicked out of Full Sail by security that one time, where he's like, he's touching my bum! He's touching my bum! <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling. And, like, Conan Reeves is not... Conan Reeves is funny looking, but he's not necessarily funny. I don't know. I'm interested. I'm going to I'm going to keep going forward. He's got us talking. Yeah, I guess. Uh there there really wasn't much in this match. It was kind of sloppy to be honest. I liked his aggression. 
Um, no, I didn't buy it. I couldn't you didn't buy, buy it. that. No, I just I couldn't buy it in. I've seen this guy job out to everyone. True. And now all of a sudden you I, you, you think you're cool. Like his second rope elbow, terrible, awful, terrible. He he does a gut red suplex here, kind of sloppy. Then the laziest elbow drop I've ever seen off the top rope. He basically like doesn't look. He looks behind you. He's he's not looking it's at like you. Like a trust fall. Yeah, and then he drop. drops backwards. Like Ruby Riot does that uh, riot bomb, whatever she calls it. Yeah. Where she basically drops backwards like the like cannonball. Mm. This was like a, a shitty version of that with an elbow drop. This was a terrible looking move. But that wasn't the finish. He hits that lazy elbow drop off the top, then picks up this Patrick Scott, puts him in a fireman's carry, and hits like a Samoan drop, but kind of like when he drops you, you kind of like go face first almost. It's like, yeah, like twist him. Yeah, yeah like a face. little variation. And uh, they call it because he's, he's from Hawaii. Uh, Moro says that he has renamed his move here the Hawaiian Drop and pins the, the jobber here. Kona Reeves, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want it to be a rib, but uh, now I'm like, what is going on? Um, if, if he has a shirt that says finest on it, mm. would you buy it? Would you rock finest? Well, he's popular in Saudi Arabia, isn't he? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I'm sure he's, uh, listen, uh, this guy is not good. I don't know. Some, prove me wrong. Someone tell me why I should care about Kona Reeves. It's early. It's one match. Like, but <laughs> it's very odd. It is odd. It's like, I don't know. Go watch this and tell me if I'm crazy. This is just so <laughs> weird. Uh, we go to a vignette here. EC3. He goes, you've watched what some say may be the best ladder match in WWE NXT history and it's all because EC3 was in it he mentions in this video this interview here this vignette put together which was really cool he says that this match was a five star match and he was a part of it and it was because he was and he says well that was just the beginning next week I will make my NXT TV debut and you know what they always say the sequel is always superior to the original NXT will now be called NX3. How do you feel about uh, wrestlers bringing up star ratings? Listen, wrestling fans love to to find out what Meltzer rates a match or what people consider five-star match. And then some wrestlers get really upset. And some wrestlers are like, hey, I don't do it for some guy who's never wrestled before to rate my stuff. Why should... Why should it matter what one person says, right? To 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 all of Meltzer's like great stuff, like he's been doing this for a long time. He he's he's just a guy who watches wrestling and he knows a lot about it. He knows what's good. He knows what's bad. Usually, right? Most of the time, when he rates a match, most of the time you're probably agreeing with him because it's probably blown you away. But I could I could see wrestlers not really caring. So I. Like, I have no issue with ratings. Like, yeah, it happens in everything, in movies and everything. Yeah, and I you, rate matches. Um, for me, like, with a movie, I, I work out the reviewers I like and tend to have sure. a similar opinion to. So if they say something's really good, I'm going to go out my way to see it. For sure. If they say something's really bad, I'll avoid it. Yeah. Um, similarly, with Dave Meltzer, I'm going to go and see... I'm going to seek out the five-star matches and watch them. 100%. What I'm saying is wrestler on Twitter out of character bringing up their matches rate five-star whatever cool 
on TV when they're in character. Yes, not often. It's because I don't like it because a rating is kind of commenting on the art of the match. Yeah, sure. And if this was real and you lost a match, if you say if you were part of a a soccer team, football team, and mm-hmm. you lost in a great match uh, in penalties, whatever. On the losing team, would you then be going, yeah, but it was a five-star rated football match? <laughs> this is where I have a problem with it. And, like... You're not wrong. Similarly I... with movies, you're not going to have in, in Infinity War, Drax turn around in the next one and go, yeah, the last film was five-star. <laughs> Deadpool, maybe. <'cause laughs> yeah, Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool's the only thing that would work. And that's where I don't like it. He, The only way I can sit, if you win. If you win, you can bring up in your character, I'm a winner of yeah, all these sure. great... I just no. I, I don't I, think it should be brought into story. No, I understand what you're saying. Because I, I like to try and believe that it's real what they're presenting but on TV. Even but on my side, my side is like I don't like EC3. I, I think he was the worst part of that match. In fact, if you rewatch that ladder match, the crowd dies in every part he is involved in. Well, he w- he, he was, was kind of the, to, the scapegoat there. Like he, he was there to get yeah. Up by he was everyone. there to like take spots to and, take the moves from everyone else. His spots were not that great. He was the 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 the, the weak link in that mm. match, in my opinion. Um, but I have said numerous times that I think his like promo and character is kind of still good. Yeah, and absolutely. Here, I think he made that five star reference purposely to to be smarky, to be like you know, to kind of get my like to kind of get people like me and you's attention, like. If he didn't mention it, then maybe we wouldn't mm. be talking about his promo right now. So I, I think it was fine. But you're right. He's kind of crossing that line of like, well, you shouldn't be talking about the rating of a match. Yeah, but. I just mean it in general. Like, even with, didn't Omega have like six stars on his uh, trunks and yes, stuff like yeah, that? It's yeah, like, yeah, dude, sure, you, yeah. you lost. Yeah, you lost yeah. those six star matches. Yeah. Um, well, now well, he's now he's the the with the five star Best bout machine is what Omega says right. about. I don't. I, I like it. It's fine. Um, it's it's interesting because I I would rate so many more matches five stars than us. we oh, yeah, we we, we, we do. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about how like sometimes we watch matches that we think should have been five stars. Taker Sean. It's like songs like that. that never became number one. Exactly. Only made number two. And yeah, like, really. And you're like, this song is one of the best songs ever. Why is why isn't this the best? Uh, so yeah, I mean, and and at the end of the day, who who cares what someone else rates something? If you like it, then you mm. like it. But. EC3 mentioning the five star rating is quite quite funny. Maybe he'll continue to because <laughs> he knows he'll never ever be in another five star <laughs> match ever again unless he has another match with Lars. Well, a hundred percent of his NXT matches are five stars. That's yo. He should just retire and say that. Like honestly, he goes, uh, you know, I'm like the best NXT wrestler ever because I did one match and it was five stars. Boom. What are you gonna do now? That's really funny. He should do that. Um, I I don't like EC3's ring work I don't like his matches uh, usually um, so I want to see him <laughs> I want to see him quickly go to the main roster <laughs> right <laughs> um, simply because this show NXT we're in this really cool era and we have really good matches we've been lucky enough to we've been blessed with good matches he's he, he's not going to supply that mm. I, I know he's a good promo he's a good storytelling all that kind of stuff just his matches don't do it for me, so we'll see. Um, Dakota Kai is being interviewed by Dan Matha, probably. Uh, there's a <laughs> bunch of reporters here. 
We we on this show last week talked about like why is Shayna why is there issues between her and Shayna Baszler? We completely forgot that like weeks ago Shayna like destroyed her elbow. You remember in 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 NXT like we we totally looked past that because we got a few tweets this week being like guys, uh, no wonder Dakota's upset because she's like beaten up and uh, this is true. Just like that's how much I care about Shayna Baszler <laughs> and Dakota Kai apparently. Um, so I understand now why Dakota yeah, Kai is so be scared. Upset. That's yeah, right. <laughs> she she like got her elbow or arm crunched in there. So, uh, but you know what, Dakota Kai, she uh, she's she's playing this well. Yeah, I'd have to say. So she's she's being interviewed here by a bunch of uh, NXT interviewers, hot off the presses. Um, she's basically trying to mention how she's gonna be looking for the NXT Women's Championship, and she wants to wrestle and fight, and she loves being here in NXT. And when someone, when Dan Matha asks her about Shayna Baszler, she doesn't want to answer the question. She's trying to avoid it. And this is where Vanessa Bourne interrupts. She says, Dakota, you are pathetic. She says, if Shayna Baszler stepped up to me and tried to disrespect me, I would slap her in the face. And then this is where Kai says, yeah, well, you know, I'm... I, I may be afraid of Shayna Baszler, but I'm not afraid of you. And this is the end of that. So I'm sure we'll see Dakota versus Vanessa Bourne in the near future here on NXT TV. Have we seen anything of Vanessa Bourne yet? Yeah. Or was she, it just in the Mae Young? Uh, she, she's had a few, like, squat. She's lost a few matches on NXT, I right. think. She may have won. I follow her on Instagram um, for my own personal reasons. She's got lovely hair. She, oh, I know. That's honestly like she's she's really gorgeous. Um, but uh, I mean, I follow most NXT WWE mm. people on all social media just because I watch a lot of wrestling. Um, and she she seems interesting. She seems fun. I, I think she she has potential to go somewhere. I, I like her. I like her a lot. Um, although she's 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 calling out Shayna Baszler here. She, the, the heel is saying that she would slap Shayna, who's you know kayfabe the scariest lady here in NXT. So that's a bold, bold move, and we'll see if it pays off for Vanessa Bourne. Uh, the women's division here continues on as Candice LeRae versus Bianca Belair. Um, the story, th- this was like a pretty quick match, but what I got out of this is Candice LeRae continues to be a good storyteller because we just saw her earlier. She's sad. She's crying because she, her husband got beat up, put on a stretcher, and now she has to wrestle tonight, and she's just not, her head is not in the game. Um, she hits a head scissors early on on Bianca. Uh, she goes through this cross body off the top rope. But Bianca literally catches her like it's nothing, then body slams her. Then there's this spot that uh, by the time you're hitting this, you've probably seen the gif or you've seen it. Um, Candice LeRae is on the ground on her back, like on the ground laying down, and Bianca grabs her, deadlifts her. This was so good. And then lifts her again into a military press, like Ultimate Warrior style. Then launches her, like Snake Eyes, Undertaker style, into the turnbuckle. Then puts her in a torture rack. She's just tossing Candice LeRae around here. This spot was crazy. How she dead... How can you continue doing this? In the Whenever someone does the deadlift Germans or stuff like that, it makes my like lower back hurt. <laughs> so Bianca Belair is a beast here. She deadlifts... A completely different human being then lifts her again into the military press. I thought this was really cool. I, I want to see more of her. I think she is a future star. This, this was the match that I've, I've liked her matches, but this was the match where I was won over. I think she's great. She's 
a kind of cross between Sasha Banks and Jacqueline. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. She she has a great look. She's, she's got, got a, a cool different look. She's set. a beast. She is uh, she is jacked. Her I, music's I, cool. They changed their music, I, I yeah, swear. I yeah, I thought it was cool. It fit yeah. her. Um, I don't like Candice LeRae's music at all. No, I don't uh, like her music, but I like Candice Le- This was a match to get over the story that Candice, who's supposedly the best women's wrestler on the indies, is now in NXT. And look, she, she's got so much going on in her head, in her private life, that it's costing her her career. And I think that's the story here. Um, the finish is an alley-oop powerbomb Revert, like face buster thing by Bianca and she pins Candice just like that the match was really short it was just her beating her up and I thought that was the story here I think yeah it I think it made both look good uh, as you said it, it put across uh, Candice LeRae's storytelling yeah. and there's a bigger picture for her obviously yeah. and just made Belair looked like a beast. This this deadlift was crazy. She needs to continue doing that until she can. Like because like eventually it's just, you're not gonna be able to do that. It just looks like it hurts. But for now, holy, you're a you're a beast. I I feel like we will see uh, Belair come into her own in NXT and possibly become champion before becoming a huge WWE star. Because you can't use she didn't use her hair in this match. No, not at all. So and that that was good because you can't just rely on that. No, or else you're gonna get stuck doing that. And she didn't here, so that's. I'd good. like to see her start. Um, I know she's had a had her vignette last week, the whole EST thing. But I'd like to see her in the ring or backstage. Yeah, do a promo, see what... Because she's got a lot of swagger, and yeah, I'd the like crowd to see how much her. of that she can get across on the mic. The crowd is obviously behind Candice LeRae, but uh, they were... When when they saw some of the moves here, they were very impressed with, with that, so we'll see what, where that goes. That's pretty great. Uh, next week, it is announced that, yes, we will see Ciampa versus Cassius Ono, and we will see EC3 versus Raul Mendoza, as well as... Heavy Machinery and the War Raiders. Now we go to our main event, which is the the the, the culmination of of a friend turning on another friend here. Hey, when that happens, Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Uh, Roderick Strong was in the greatest Royal Rumble, and that was the biggest surprise. That was the best thing on that show for me, aside from Titus uh, World Slide. Uh, Roderick Strong was in a Royal Rumble and looked great in it, I thought. Um, huge fan of Roddy. This guy comes out, and now he's got his gear is, like, Undisputed Era. Like, his jacket matches their logo, everything. He's a cheeky little little devil here. Um, he looks great. The bell rings here, and Pete Dunne, rightfully so, is on the attack. He's very upset because Roderick Strong basically used him as a pawn to, to gain these titles. Uh, he he beats on Roddy. He's doing a forearm off the apron to him. This is where uh, Roderick hits a backbreaker, then a dropkick ringside, then outside does a torture rack of his own here, a torture rack lift into like this backbreaker thing onto the apron. This was really really crazy cool looking spot. In the match, um, Dunn hits his Xplex, then he hits his back flip into the corner, the enziguri. Roddy fights back, does this, like, draping butterfly into a backbreaker. I love Roderick Strong's weird backbreakers. He's been doing backbreakers for so many years, so many different ways. It's a really cool thing. I- I'm just the biggest Roddy mark ever. Um, I-, I know we talked about how we're going to Ring of Honor. Whenever I think of myself going to Ring of Honor shows, it's always... Uh, Roderick Strong was always the guy who's probably going to have the match of the night. And now he's, he- now when we go to Ring of Honor, it's like... 
who do I who do I look forward to watching anymore? Because he was Mr. Ring of Honor in my eyes, and now they don't have him, and I'm going to be very sad. Um, let's see. Let's go back to this match. Uh, there's a there's an Olympic Slam attempt by Roddy, but Dunn counters it into an armbar and a sleeper. But then they fight up top, and Roddy hits a top rope angle slam. Pete kicks out. Um, Dunn does the finger-breaking spot. I know that we've talked about it, but if Marty Skrull does it, can others do it too? Are you allowed to just steal it? I guess. I, who did it first? Yeah. I, I like the way I like the way Marty does it, because he gets the crowd to shh, mm. and, then he, and then he does the actual... And he does the sound, right? And we've been over uh, of how... He does the sound. Dunn Dun just quickly goes... And but they're, they're different characters. Marty's a, a, a villain? flashy, <laughs> uh, playing to the crowd kind of guy. Dunn sure. is... I just want to fucking... Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Dunn's more like the mean... Yeah, even though he's a face... Um, there's a crazy German suplex by Pete Dunn. He then picks up Roddy, hits the bitter end on him, goes to pin him, but this is where Undisputed Era runs into the ring. They break up the pin. They beat up Pete Dunn. Danny Birch and Oni Larkin run down to the ring. They attack and they save Pete Dunn. Undisputed Era retreats and they're 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 hiding on the apron. And this is where Pete Dunn throws a shoe at Adam <laughs> Cole's face. Who throws a shoe? I think it was Kyle's shoe. He throws well. Kyle O'Reilly's Kyle shoe <laughs> at Adam Cole's face. Honestly, who throws this, a shoe? This made me laugh because um, when my uh, Buddies went to uh, WrestleMania in Orlando. You know the one, two, sweet yes. thing. We were getting fed up of that. My mate L takes off his shoe. Okay. So it's one, two, shoo, oh. and holds up his shoe. And we got not just our group, <laughs> but the random people around us to off their shoes. All hold up our shoe wow. on every two count. Where, where was this? Orlando. Orlando. Oh, yeah. I bet it stunk. Everyone uh, <laughs> who's sitting at a wrestling event for hours takes off their shoes. You can only imagine. <laughs> Um, well, uh, that <laughs> this match was really fun, but I have to say the highlight was watching Pete Dunne throw I'm a shoe. Not, like, I'm happy with the finish as well. It was a great match. Normally, yeah. like, you you want a winner and you don't like, but there's a bigger picture here. Yeah, so definitely. I knew before the match started that yeah, there's, something was going to happen. Of course, of course. Um, Roddy's chops are so deadly. Yeah, look at Daniel Bryan's chest from oh. the Greatest Royal Rumble. He looked like the Passion of the Christ yeah. there. <laughs> He was bleeding everywhere. Yeah, oh. Roddy is a monster. I I want to see Roderick Strong versus Daniel Bryan in, in the oh, yeah. future. It oh, needs yeah. to have Because Daniel Bryan needs some retribution from those chops in that Royal Rumble match. That was crazy. Um, this, was fun, this was a fun match. I think Pete Dunne is fantastic. When it comes to... I, I, I was talking about how I don't like EC3 because he doesn't deliver. Pete Dunne is someone who definitely delivers. Roderick Strong is definitely someone who delivers. Roderick Strong should be the guy who's on SmackDown, that when you go to a live show... Like I said, when I go to Ring of Honor, I, kn I always knew Roddy was going to be the one who was the one who delivered the match to me. I feel like he's going to be that guy for, for WWE. Like, every time you go to a live show, it's like, oh, is Roddy on the card? Okay, well, then I know I'm going to get my money's worth because this match is going to be fantastic. And this was a good match here at yeah. Full Sail. This was like a short one, but it was good. I think this group and this heel turn helps him so much. Definitely, definitely. His his ring work is aggressive anyway, so it, it fits it fits the character. Yeah. And he doesn't need to cut these bland baby fra baby face promos. He hasn't mentioned so, about his kid at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's um, good. Don't talk about your kids. So just wrestle. Yeah, I think this 
is great. I um so so only Lorkin and Danny Birch are the ones to come down and save Pete Dunne. This is just teasing me more and more and yeah. more. Because when are they going to get when are th- <laughs> when when will Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin get destroyed by Undisputed Era? And when will Pete Dunne really need to call his friends and they show up? Because that's what, that has to happen. I'm sorry, but British Strong Style and Pete Dunne need to face off against the Undisputed Era. I feel like it's going to happen. Finally, I feel like it will. It will. Um, and that's I, not to take away from Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. No, they're both you know fantastic. What? They're, they've, they've come into their place here, and I really like it, but selfishly, I really want to see them. And I, you know what? I kind of liked, because I was assuming that uh, Tyler and Trent would run out at yeah. the end. I think yeah. most people yeah, were. Yeah, for sure. But it, made, it actually made more sense for Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And also, what we were saying the other week, we, we like their matches, but we never see them getting any higher than that. And like, good for them. They've yeah. got a main event angle. And sure, that's awesome. So I'm sure we'll see a tag match of some, something down the line, like the title shot or something. Uh, no, I like all these guys, and I mean Oni. Oni really isn't that British, but he can kind of work his way into Pete Dunne, and uh, maybe they turn on him, and then they, oh man, this is a mess. I want to see a passport, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see Trent Seven, and I want to see Tyler Bate come help Pete Dunne, and then do that. British Strong Style thing because I feel like there's there's money to be made with British Strong Style in NXT here and uh, let's get that going because it sounds great um, but honestly who throws a shoe because like that was great <laughs> so that was the episode of NXT of May 2nd 2018 let me see if we have any feedback here Alright, let me read some feedback here. Tyler from Orlando. Another easy hour of NXT. The most consistent wrestling show, in my opinion. I was expecting TM61 to do something heelish because I recently saw them working heel at a live event against Undisputed Era. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Bel Air deadlifting Candice from the ground and then proceeding to do reps with her body was legit. She is something special for sure. The clean win over Candice did surprise me, though. The main event was a tad underwhelming, but my eyes will... Still always be glued to the TV when Dunn and Roddy are on it. I give tonight's episode six finer things out of ten. Yeah, I mean, the match itself was just kind of a quickie, but it's it still delivered some crazy spots, but it's definitely to set up the story of mm. something else down the line. Chris from Melbourne, Australia. Long-time listener, first-time poster for Up Next. Congratulations, Bray and Davey, on the new show. Thank you, Chris. Again, you can post feedback at forum.postwrestling.com. We upload the, the, the forum page there every Wednesday night, and then you can post comments, questions, also on Twitter if you guys like. Um, but thank you, Chris. First time poster here. Let's see what he has to say. Great to see Shaza McKenzie back on NXT after three years, but sadly I can't say the name, can't say the same for TM61. Willow the Wisp. Oh! Oh. After seeing them spending time out injured and just floundering in NXT since 2016, I don't have high hopes for them. Personally, I feel that they would have been better staying with Noah in Japan. Hell, even the Australian branch of the Mighty Don't Kneel are better off away from NXT working in New Japan Progress, PWG. A good showing overall from NXT. Are we possibly... On the verge of another must-watch era. Seven have Percy's out of ten. Uh, yes, Chris from Melbourne, Australia. Obviously, uh, sticking with his Australian uh, lads there, mm. uh, mates there, if you will. 
Maybe he's right. Um, look at some of the wrestlers who came to WWE, signed with WWE, and then were like, you know what? Eh, I'm going to go back to the Indies and then make a name for themselves there and then maybe come back. We haven't really seen tag teams do that. No tag team has left to do better things. Well, the thing was, they they were in that mix and then they got yeah. the injury, yeah. which took them out for a year. Um, they didn't really deliver... Then either to me personally, I like I liked their match at um, Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah, um, that was because that Ellering was their was last the big match, wasn't it? Yeah, it um, was. That was their only the big match. Yeah, so um, and I think it's just unfortunate. It's I mean it's what we're seeing with the revival right now on the main roster. They yeah. they lost their spot unfortunately. Yeah, and have come back and they're struggling to find it because there's all these new guys who are getting over as well well maybe they're heels now and they can be mean Auss- Aussies and beat people up Carlos from sunny Scotland well after the greatest Royal Rumble I thought WWE could not get another embarrassing moment but Kona Reeves proved me wrong <laughs> WTF he says I enjoyed the opening with Undisputed Era TM61 I'm on board for great team so maybe this is what they needed to turn heel Bel Air continues to impress but still needs work. I'm interested in the Dakota Kai and Vanessa Bourne. Uh, he says he loved the main event, told a great story, and was hard-hitting. That chop strong gave done on the outside, made me shout out loud. He's got a question. Is there more to Birch and Lorkin now that Birch is fully signed? Will they be the face tag team? And Nixon Newell is ready to go. Can you see her having a big debut on TV as a solid challenger for the women's division. Cheers, guy. Nixon Newell? Newell? Sorry, I don't even know who... I Like, I don't... I'm, I'm out of the loop, apparently. But there's so many new faces on this show. And it you can't, you can't expect all of these characters to keep showing up week by week in an hour show. Especially when Kona Reeves needs the time. Yeah. Like, you can't be <laughs> taking away from the goat. I think he makes a good point about the tag team I was saying earlier who would who are TM61 going to have that match with that could be a great match TM61 against Oni and Oni and Birch. Birch. hey Oni Lorcan give them and... 20 minutes I think sure both, all four men could really win over everyone yeah um, sure but they're both doing different things at the moment but that's something I'd like to see Oni Lorcan and, and Danny Birch versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong in the near future sounds pretty damn good to me uh, so We'll see. I, I'm interested in seeing that tag team. More so than uh, Willow the Wisp. Um, and last one here. Um, someone very special to me. Daniel from Brooklyn. Uh, Daniel is the, the, the kind fellow who let me crash at his oh, Airbnb nice. in Tokyo. Daniel, uh, my heart, I love you very much, friend. Thank you. The internet is a wonderful place. When, uh, when they announced Jericho versus Kenny Omega... Uh, for Wrestle Kingdom. I jokingly went on Twitter and was like, who's got a couch in Tokyo for me to crash on? And Daniel was like, listen, I don't have a couch, but I have an Airbnb with a futon, so it's yours. And uh, history uh, went on, and we become good friends. So the internet, wonderful place. Love you, Daniel. He says, after watching the intro promo from Undisputed Era, I'd believe you if you told me Brayden and Kyle O'Reilly were brothers. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I've lost oh, a little... Oh, I can see it. I've lost a little bit of weight, and uh, I'll actually, like, I get... Uh, I, so I, I have, like, my kind of shaped beard, ginger beard, and I, I shave my head usually, buzz it down, and people have been saying Mac Miller. Like, I get Mac Miller maybe once a day. 
But uh, I haven't seen Kyle O'Reilly, so maybe I gotta lose a bit more weight and I'll look like Kyle I, O'Reilly. I have a friend back home who uh, he's from Birmingham and he's a comedian. Called, okay, look him up, Liam Jevons. Sure, really funny guy. Spitting image of Kyle O'Reilly. Really, and both do those dorky, ridiculous facial. <laughs> I do air as guitar well. a lot, so um, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, look up Liam Jevons. Funny guy. Support him. Um, Daniel continues to say, Kona Reeves' tan is as almost as bad as his gimmick. I love how the crowd was rooting for the jobber. I was almost expecting the whole thing to be a Dan Matha-level swerve. Honestly, I still think it is. I still think we're being worked in here. Uh, we'll see. We'll continue. He says, Who is Vanessa Bourne? Maybe I just missed her previously, but I feel like I've never seen her before. And now she's in the title picture mix. Where is Nikki Cross? Good point. Yeah. Nikki Cross is going to come out and just beat up everyone else that we've been in the vignettes and promos we saw today, leading up to Nikki Cross beating them all up. That probably makes more sense. He says, Kyrie's elbow is great. Up next is great. Keep up the good work and see you at all in. Oh. You got a, you got a futon for me to crash on there <laughs> uh, in Chicago? Um, yes, I'm trying to convince you, Davey, to go because it's on your birthday. It is, yeah. Uh, or the day I before. want it. It's just so. You're going to SummerSlam though. It's you're so a, soon after you SummerSlam. Need, you need to stop going to wrestling events Why? and spending money. I'm still paying off my uh, credit card from Tokyo. I'm still but. paying off everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're just stupid millennials yeah. spending money on wrestling. But um, yeah, um, <laughs> it's just funny. Um, thank you for all the, the, the feedback there. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night I put it up when NXT is on. And uh, we'll read them out here. Also on Twitter, at the Brady at Davey Portman. We reply to you there. Also, I'll just say, like, with feedback, we tend to be doing uh, the show on Thursday mornings just because of yeah. our schedule. So if you don't get to watch NXT live but get to see it before, then still sure. leave something because we're not doing it right after the show or, most or, 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 or tweet us because I know some, we've gotten some, some tweets, uh, including um, the WWE has put out the, you know, the WWE every year puts out trading cards. And uh, I saw on Twitter that they put out a, a kiss card. Is that what they... A Kyrie kiss a card. Kyrie Zane kiss card. So basically, it's a card that uh, she put lipstick on her lips and then kissed a blank card and then they reprint it for everyone to to have. Um, so if you come across the Kyrie Zane kiss card, please mail it to us so <laughs> Davey can uh, put it on his wall and, I don't know, kiss it at night? What do you do with a kiss card? Why is that a thing? My what? dad listens to this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Porter. Hello, Mr. Porter. Um, yeah, so uh, I feel like now is the time where we can talk about... Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers! Kona Reeves. Oh. <laughs> uh, Infinity War. You didn't want to talk about it before. But uh, listen, Davey, I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to know something? Where the fuck was Doctor Strange's friend? Wong? Yo, this guy's like, oh shit, Thanos is about to destroy Earth. I'll see you guys Peace. later. Hope you guys, <laughs> hope you guys are all right. Late, like what, dude? He just left. Sure. He was there. He was, just, he was helping everybody. He was helping, and then <laughs> I don't really remember Doctor Strange the movie. Uh, I watched it and 
let's just say I didn't finish it. Um, I, I watched it. But um, I remember being visually very pleased by it. It was very Inception-esque. Sure. But was... Uh, but then we have Infinity War here and Wong just dips. Yeah. He's like, yo, later. He's right. I don't need to help you guys. You, you guys. you guys got this. And then, like, he comes in. So how did you feel about Infinity War? Because to me, it feels like the Empire Strikes Back. Of, I, of I loved it. Like, right from the opening scene where you're like, bam, Loki's gone. <laughs> Loki. Locked over your goldfish. You just locked um, over my goldfish crackers. Um, Loki. Bam, Heimdall's gone. Damn. Um, because it's you that calls uh, Captain America Civil War uh, civil unrest. Well, it's my the, friend, yeah. Because nothing... Like, no one died. No it? one died. So, um, this movie... I mean, a few people died. I'm assuming everyone who died before the snap is gone. Yes. And everyone who fades to dust, <laughs> um, the next film is... Because did you notice it's pretty much the, the original team... Yes, this is uh, what, plus what I know. Rocket. Yeah, so the raccoon's still alive? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's the okay. original team and Rocket who are still alive. And it's the originals that are still and, here. And like Kevin Feig has been saying like the next film is the end of like this 10-year arc. Yeah. So I can kind of see them maybe going with like a trade-off. Like Thanos had to kill Gamora. Sure to be able to get the stone, maybe Tony and Steve and all them have to sacrifice themselves to bring back... Tony Stark needs to die, obviously. Yeah. So does a few other people. But um, I don't know. Realistically, um, I thought... I really like Spider-Man in this movie. He's Spider-Man's my favorite he's superhero. Great. Like Realistically, he's he was really good. And he finally got the Iron Spider suit, and this is crazy. Mm. He had... If this was a re if Infinity War was a wrestling match, um, Spider Man had the best spots in it because he his action spots I really liked. But I also really enjoyed seeing Thor. He was the most he looked finally looked so much like the the Ultimates the Ultimate yeah. uh, comic. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Ultimate Spider Man, Ultimate everything. He looked great, and I'm not a huge Thor guy, but he was fantastic in this. Also, like the actor was really funny, and his his interaction with uh, Star Lord Chris mm. Pratt. Uh, was fantastic. And realistically, when it comes down to it, Star-Lord is the biggest heel because they could have had it all and then he... Uh, there's always a girl. There's always, 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 always love that gets in the way of everything and here it is. Uh, Star-Lord, uh, his heart just... Was, was just too emotionally hurt yeah. and he costed everyone's lives in this movie. I... Including Zone. I think one of the big problems with the Marvel films has been uh, their villains. I I think Loki's fantastic. Sure. I think I thought the Vulture was fantastic. I I like villains who you understand why they're doing what they're doing. And so then, what's what's Thanos? And is Thanos is great because of that as well. Like he's got. An emotional arc where even though everything he's doing is mean. terrible and awful, you kind of understand why he's doing it. Um, I think he's like he was the star of the film. Oh, I thought Completely. he definitely was. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I thought he was really the stuff good. with Gamora and just him at the end. Um, yeah, thought was was awesome. Um, 
No, I thought Peter Parker's death was sad. Like I, that's the saddest I, one. I didn't he quite. Says it. Tom Holland says that 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 line was uh, was ad libbed. That he added that in. It was not in the script. The famous line that uh, right. Uh, I don't feel so good, Mister Stark. But what someone brought up to me, and I I hadn't really put two and two together, but. He's got his spider senses, so yes. he knew he, he knew was it was coming. coming. Yeah, exactly. before it, but the, all the others were like, "What? What's happening?" And gone. Yeah, he knew. he knew before it started to happen, which is it reminded me of uh, anyone who watched Doctor Who when David Tennant's Doctor uh, regenerated, and he was one of the most popular Doctors. Sure. And his last line is, "I don't want to go." Ah, uh, and it was that kind of thing. Like he knew it was going to happen, and. But he had time before it was going to happen. Mm. And that was the saddest one. That was the saddest one because it's spider. Like, we just... Like, listen, Black Panther, dead. You liked his movie? Guess what? You don't get to see his next movie because you're going to have to wait for all this to unravel before you do get to see it. Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, good movie. Guess what? No new Spider-Man. <laughs> unless, you unless you're bringing in other like characters like Miles Morales or like the new Iron Man and or all the new characters, and, and I'm sure they will... But it's just a it's a bold move to go and kill I, all these people. So we've got Ant Man coming up later in the yeah. Event. Who cares? I no, he wasn't even in this movie. He yeah he's in prison or something. Did yeah. They well, he wasn't in I, this movie. I so would love cares? the end of that f film. I I liked like, Ant Man, but it didn't. didn't I'd love if the timeline of Ant Man is kind of correlating with this one. Sure so at will. the end of the film, it's all happy and then face to dust <laughs> or like dust. wasp dust. Um, I think that could be really I can't cool. say I'm going to be running to theaters to watch Ant-Man 2. Oh, so. Ant-Man was good. I mean, I'd, I'd love to go see a Hawkeye movie, but uh, where was he in this in Oh, he's on his farm. <laughs> he's done, right? He, he's like, I, his I don't family have power. dust. powers, <laughs> so <laughs> he's dead. Um, I just, it's just like the bad guy won in this movie. Yeah, so that's which... why, uh, that's why it's, it's very, a very interesting ending. It, it... It reminded me as well of um, I'm a massive fan of Lost. Sure. And doesn't everyone die in that show? Well, there's <laughs> I never watched. It. There's an episode right before like the finale. Sure. Um, where the bad guy wins, the man in black. Sure. Kills Sun and Jin and spoilers. Yeah. Um, and there's a shot right at the end where like. Jack and Hurley and stuff have washed up on the beach knowing their friends are dead. All my friends are dead. <laughs> and they look defeated. And I love that feeling at the end where you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, they didn't do it. And they're like, out of hope. And that's how this ended. And it's... Yeah, I have to say, like, I watched it on the Saturday after it came out. And when Peter Parker dies, when he says that line... I went out later that night. I think I went out probably with you. We were at a, uh, we were dancing, <laughs> and um, I'm literally drinking hands, smiling. And one of our friends was like, "Yeah, but Peter Parker died." And then I just was like, "Great, now my <laughs> night's ruined again." Like you literally made me upset because I'm like, you, "Why did you kill him? Why did he have to die? Why couldn't everyone die except you're actually tearing up I'm right so now?" Oh <laughs> man, Spider Man! Like, what did he do wrong? He's just like he's a kid. What did he say in the movie? He's like, you can't. You can't be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no friendly neighborhood. So that's why I'm fighting the good fight. And it's like, oh, Peter, you yeah. charming little Brit. Wait, isn't he British? <laughs> He's, He's British. British. Yeah. Uh, I thought Infinity War was really good. It was honestly probably my favorite superhero one. Uh, uh, maybe the Dark Knight movies. But. I put it up there, yeah, with Dark Knight and Logan. I thought Logan. Actually, was yeah, Logan so was really good, good as well. Um, so. But in the Marvel universe, I thought I thought uh, to cut you off. I thought 
at the after credits because you know it's a Marvel movie. Mm. You have to wait for after the credits. I thought for sure uh, you, you were going to see uh, the X Men show up. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> Infinity War, where was our invite? Why didn't you ask us? Professor X could have saved a lot of people. But we get Captain Marvel instead. It just doesn't, doesn't really do it for me, I'm sorry. Brie Larson? Yeah, she's great, but I just, like, nah. You're, you're gonna, you, you went so far, like, you, in, you, you showed us Spider-Man with the Iron Spider. You have Thor and the gods and all these crazy Thanos killing people and insane, insane things. Mm. It, insane spots, if you will, if you want to compare it to wrestling. And then all of a sudden it's like, and uh, uh, Captain Marvel, being the, the hero, the savior in all this, is like Daniel Bryan returning from, re- from, from retirement. He's back into the ring, and his first feud is with Big Cass. <laughs> That's what Captain Marvel is. Oh, you got Thanos, you got everyone going crazy. These people survived. What's going to happen next? I don't know, but Captain Marvel's going to do it. Nah, you're kind of going backwards now. What I found really odd, and this happens every time I go to see a Marvel film, people are sat there. Like, there there are the people that don't know or don't care, and they leave straight away. Right. There are people sat throughout the whole credits, and then you know it's coming to the end of the credits because they're they're putting the songs that were played in the film. Right. They get up and leave. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, were you... Were you just waiting to see what song what Star song Lord listened to at the beginning of <laughs> yeah, the film? Yeah, yeah. Like, was that? Did you just want to know who the costume dresser number three was Damn. for Chris Pratt? Like, it was bizarre because it was right at the end, and it's like you that scene's almost ready. Yeah, come on, time to go, love. And like, then you didn't get to see the, the after credit scene. Mm. Uh, when I went to see Last Jedi, the best Star Wars movie ever, <laughs> in Tokyo, um, there's no after credit scenes in Star Wars movies, mm. so. Uh, as soon as it went, and the credits started rolling, I go to sit up, and, and I told you I was in uh, the Soho Theater, or sorry, whatever the theater in Tokyo, the Godzilla one, and I go to sit up, and I realized no one was sitting up, so I s- stayed in my seat, and then the credits were going, the credits were going, I'm like, there's no, I know in my head, I'm like, there's no, so quickly go on my phone, quickly Google mm. in the theater, I'm like, is there a post-credit scene? No, it says no, I'm like, okay, so why is everyone still sitting here? So I literally sat through the whole credits of Last Jedi. And then everyone got up. Was it just a respect thing? I think that's a yeah. thing in, in, over there that you wait, and you, as soon as the, the lights come on, okay, then you go. I do that whenever I go to see, like, a musical sure. or something. Like, I always yeah. wait for the, uh, like, the outro to finish right. by the, the band. Because it's still performing. They're, like, they're still working, they're still performing. Um, yeah, I always do that for that. And, like, sometimes I feel weird because I realise, like, pretty much everyone's gone <laughs> and the people I'm with want to go, and I kind of hover because I, I want to clap at yeah the end. yeah I know uh, but for movies yeah that's that's strange uh, do you also uh, clap on an airplane when you land <laughs> <laughs> only on Ryanair <laughs> I don't know what that is Ryanair it's it's a cheap budget airline <laughs> oh, so in the UK you, so you, you can get to like Amsterdam for 20 quid I'm in and Let's go. Um, at the end they do you land and they they always say basically they always say you're going to land way later than you are because then they're like, hey, we're early yes, or we're fair, on time. Yeah, that's a trick. And they play like a horn noise, like a... And it's like, congratulations, you, you landed. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa. Congratulations, um, you survived. Jeez. Like British Jeez. Airways, Virgin, Emirates, all of them. It's like, no, come on. We, we trust we're going to get here in one piece. Uh, although last, uh, last year I was flying from Orlando to Nashville. And it was when they were 
all these storms in Georgia. Oh, so loads of flights were being cancelled. I had my friend Chuck lives in Philly and uh, his flight was meant to be before our Australian friends were going back to Australia. And our friends got home from Orlando to Australia wow. before Chuck made it from Orlando to Philly. That's crazy. Um, there were so many cancellations. So he definitely clapped on that plane. Then. Yeah, but... <laughs> My flight to Nashville, like, the flight still went ahead, but um, the storms were affecting it a little bit. Sure. And I saw the runway. We were coming down to the runway, and then the plane just went, nope, and went back up and was shaking. No. And when we eventually landed, you know, when they go, ah, welcome to Nashville, Tennessee. The current time is blah, blah, blah. The temperature is this. I've been such and such. Thank you very much. Yeah. Whatever. They went... Phew! <laughs> Don't say that! Oh, that's terrifying. Um, that was the scariest flight I've ever had. Oh, but No, I, I don't mind flying, but like that would make me scared, I yeah. feel. So, jeez. Well, okay, maybe I take my comment back about people who clap at the end. Of the uh, we clapped so. on that Sorry, one. Sorry, yeah, sure. you can clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you clapped because you didn't croak, so yeah. you're good. Um, well, all right. Well... To anyone listening to this uh, while they're on a flight, uh, hope you have a safe flight. <laughs> if you have a flight in the near future, hope you have a safe flight. Um, all right, that's it. That's it. That's our uh, that's our chat for this week. Um, again, we're going to be at Ring of Honor at Ted Reeves in Toronto, May 11th. If you see us, uh, if you see a guy who kind of looks like Kyle O'Reilly uh, or Mac Miller, come say hello. And if you see, who do you get? You don't look like anyone. I get lots of people, but yeah. I'm not saying them. You make Oh, those. Daniel Craig. You look like Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig? Craig? I've yeah, never yeah, got yeah. that Like before. a younger Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. never got that He's before. British, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you kind of look like him. Um, better looking. You're better looking. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so find us there at Ring of Honor. We'll uh, post pictures and, and all that stuff. And we love meeting people. Um, and yeah. Twitter and Instagram, at Davey Portman. Yes, most of our Instagram stories are just me and you out at karaoke and stuff. So uh, follow follow us on that at Davey Portman at the Brady. Twitter, Instagram is where you can find us. We're on Facebook as well, Braden Harrington. Uh, postwrestling.com every week. iTunes, give us a good rating, review us, let us know what we're doing right, let us know what we're doing wrong. Joking, we don't do anything wrong here. Thank you. Goodbye. Ahoy. Push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. Push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. Push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. That really hurt. I'm gonna have a lump there, you idiot. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar. Or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash a second chance it was hoping for. 
hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.